Welcome to the Fire Inside Her podcast, a safe space for leadership, self-care, and community. I'm your host, Diane Schroeder, and it is my privilege to be your guide on the journey to authenticity. For as long as I can remember, I wanted to be married and have a family. I used to dream about having five kids and growing old in the same big house and having family dinners every weekend with kids and grandkids and great-grandkids running around everywhere. I think part of the reason why I wanted this type of family so badly is because it's not the family that I had. I grew up in a two-parent family. My grandmother was a huge part in raising me and most of my childhood up until she passed away, she was the primary caregiver to me. My older brother, he went to college when I was going into kindergarten. And so it was really just my younger brother and I, my mom and dad, and my grandma. I learned a lot of things in school and college. One thing I didn't learn was how to be in a relationship. And I didn't really ask anyone what being in a relationship looked like. So I spent my teen years, 20s, and 30s learning through trial and error what a healthy, functional relationship is like. And when I got to my 40s, I was over it. I was pretty sure I was going to be single for the rest of my life, and I really struggled with that because I felt that I was successful in all the other areas of my life. I had a great career, a beautiful son. I have the best friendships, and yet I couldn't find my partner. It wasn't until I was given some pretty hard advice by two of my very best friends that I needed to stop settling for crumbs, that I was worthy, and that I deserved more. I don't know that I would have heard that advice 10 years ago, 15 years ago, even five years ago, but because I've been doing the work, and going through the messy middle and healing my trauma, I realized they were right. I am worthy. And I deserved more. Not to mention, I'm a heck of a catch. So I decided to use all the tools that I'd been given through therapy and healing my trauma and being the best version of myself to strike out and try dating. I promised myself that I wouldn't settle that I have plenty of horrible dating stories to fill at least one or two books. I was looking for the real thing. I decided that if it happens, great, and if it doesn't, I still have an incredible life that is worth celebrating. I challenged myself to use the tools that I'd been collecting over the last couple years. I promised that I would no longer play small or settle for crumbs that I was going to be 100% me. And if at the end of the day, it meant that I ended up alone, that was okay. I made peace with the outcome. I signed up for a dating app, and within a couple of weeks, I met the most incredible man. He is absolutely wonderful. And when we talk about who we have at our table and who we spend a lot of time with, it would be silly for me to not introduce you to my partner and my love, Josh. 
In this interview, we were chatting with my podcast mentor, Shauna Rodriguez, and she was able to get a little bit of our story and reminding everyone that it's never too late, that you can find true, meaningful love at any stage in your life. I was willing to dig deep and do the work, and so was Josh. We met each other exactly where we were at, and the stories that we have will give you goosebumps. I look forward to sharing this story of how we met. So as we talk about strong relationships, I'm very glad to have with me Josh and Diane. I'm excited to learn the way that you guys met and came together. So let's start with how you guys met. We met like all people meet this day and age on a dating app. That makes sense. (laughs) I had just signed up for Match.com and Josh was about to let his subscription end. And so there was like a few days overlap and that's how we connected. I'm glad there was an overlap. Josh, what about Diane made you pay attention and decide she was somebody you wanted to meet? Oh, goodness. So first would be her smile. Um, and just seeing, you know, right on these dating apps, you're looking at that first, you're looking at the pictures and then you look at the words. So there was this one picture that I still have on my phone with just her big smile. Then you move on to the words and you look at a lot of the similarities that we had yoga and believing in the universe and just, um, just a number of things that really drew me to her. I think you were actually the one that reached out to me first so we just started chatting. The first time we met physically, we were together for almost four hours. Oh, nice. It seemed like, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> it just flew by. It wasn't enough, right? <laughs> it wasn't nearly enough. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That's incredible. And so, Diane, when did you first know that Josh was somebody that you definitely wanted to have in your life and need to make space for? The first date. Probably before the first date, because we had talked on the phone. And even the first time we talked on the phone was quite a long conversation and just, he was so grounded. And I remember towards the end of the date, I was like, I don't want this date to end. (laughs) That's a good (laughs) sign. Like This is is such a good time. And yeah, that was, it was pretty instant that I knew he was special and we would definitely. Well, I think we both felt it, right? I mean, we both walked away from there thinking like, this is different. Um, it's different than the rigmarole that we had been through before so much so that, what was it a day or two later? I I sent her a text and I said, how'd you like to go to Mexico in February? (laughs) So why not on the second, you know, right after you meet someone, go to a foreign country with them. It sounded like a great idea. And that's what I said. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Let me see if I can get the time (laughs) off work. (laughs) That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yes. And so, Josh, you're about to get off the dating app. Were you kind of done with doing the online dating oh, thing? So done. So done. And that, that's part of what I'd asked the universe for was for somebody to meet me where I was in life. Um, and I was at the point where I was, I, I didn't have to have that. I was done with the chase. Uh, I just wanted to, to continue to work on myself and, you know, be the best person I could. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, we met and and she was in the same space of that kind of just being in a sweet spot of self-care and of of taking care of ourselves. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so you guys are, this is not the first 
the, okay, so you both are engaged, which I know the audience doesn't know that yet. So when did you guys know that that was the step that you guys wanted to take to share your lives together? Well, for me, that's interesting because I swore I'd never get married again. I was pretty, pretty resolved in that. You know, it was part of my, I'm good enough for me. I don't need anyone else. I'm happy with my life. And if it means I'm going to be alone, then that's okay. And we met and fell in love. And I was like, all right, cool. Now my life has gotten better and I'm still not sure, does that mean marriage or, you know, and so we, we started with consolidation mm-hmm. and <laughs> a very romantic term of how can we combine our lives together? We lived pretty close to each other, but we weren't living together. And so that was the first step. And then I think, I don't know, it just, it made sense. Like everything with us has made sense and being adults and going through a lot of life and hardship and dark times and bumpy times to do the work to be two people that are independent of each other yet just have this synergy when we're together and it's just easy and everything aligns with us. When he proposed to me, it was like, okay, yeah, that, yes, that makes sense. It's just different this time. No, I, I in the same space. I mean, I've told, you know, the close handful of people in my life, I can never see myself getting married again. And it wasn't negative on the institution of marriage. I just didn't think that it, it just wasn't important. And you changed that. I mean, you, she made that really, really easy. Like it was never a doubt. It wasn't, there wasn't a question about whether or not it was going to happen. It was kind of a game of, of when was it going to happen that we had fun with, but yeah, we were in the same space. I mean, that, again, we met each other where we were. Yeah. You keep having that theme of you met each other where you were. And it seems like that's the one Mm -hmm. thing that definitely differentiates this relationship than where you guys have been in other places in your life. So what makes that different? What do you think you each offer each other that makes it easier to meet each other where you're at? Well, my immediately, my, the first two words out of my mouth are the work that we've, we'd each done the time that we put into ourselves, um, to be better, to learn about ourselves, to, to have awareness about what we want and what we need. For me, that was it. I mean, it was the work that I had done. And then I soon found out that, that Diane had done to be in the spaces that we were in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's that, you know, being enough for yourself and not searching for someone else to make me whole mm-hmm. or someone else to complete me, right. you know, all the romantic, like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. expecting <clears throat> Josh to be my everything. And to, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on anyone, especially a partner to be my best friend, my lover, my confidant, my, you know, go shopping with me, do all the, do all the things. And I, I had spent a lot of time learning how to be that for myself. Mm-hmm. So when we connected, it was just like, wow, it's that roomy quote, let the winds of heaven dance between you. So we're two complete people that come together and it's really cool because we can still be our individual selves. That quote, she, she said that quote a lot when we first met and I'd never heard it before. I'd never heard of anything like that before, but it makes sense. And it's exactly, it fits for us for sure. So how do you guys navigate the bumps when one of you has a hard time? Like, how do you come together and support each other in that? <laughs> we talk. Eventually, we communicate. We communicate. We communicate. It may not always go straight to communication because we are human <laughs> and we're passionate. And, you know, that's life. All relationships require work. And, you know, we talk it out. Eventually, we talk it out. If we have to take a time out or if we have to. Well, I know. think you're right. And, and. 
we listen to each other. I think that's really, I mean, we do talk and we don't have a problem. We Sometimes we have a bump to get to the talking, but, but when we do start talking, neither one of us have a difficult time sharing our hearts because that's the basis of our relationship. Mm-hmm. But we also listen and we give each other grace to understand and to, even when we may not agree, we we try to look and see where the other person is and say, okay, I understand that. How can I help you? I mean, how many times have you said yeah. that to me, right? What can I do to help or make this different or better or whatever? Not that we're trying to change each other because that's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the grace. It's the grace and the space that comes, in my opinion, with true bedrock love. I like that. Well, and we committed in the beginning to be a safe space for each other mm-hmm. where we aren't going to judge each other. We're not, you know, it's, we see each other for who we are and not who we want the other person to be. And I think that's really important when it comes to the communication and grace and just, you know, it's always being vulnerable and exposed. And that's really scary. That's really hard for me. It is so hard for me to let my guard down and, you know, learn how to receive love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's probably a big I think that's the other thing that you said is that we see each other. I mean, I had never lived or been in a relationship with any human parents, children, otherwise, where I felt like I was truly seen any in, in spite of that loved. Right. Yes. That that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is to be really seen and to be who you are. I think that so much of relationships, so much of what we're taught in relationships is we're taught oh, they'll change, they'll eventually change, they'll become something instead of, no, this is who they are and you need to see them as they are and love them as they are and see how you fit with that and not any other way. Yes. Well, and I think that you would agree, and we've talked about this, that we're not here to, we're not trying to change each other. We're accepting of of where we're at and, and that makes all the difference in the world. It makes it a lot easier. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's exhausting to try to change someone mm-hmm. to be who you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you spend time is precious. And the older we get and we're on the back half of life, we recognize that, that it's it's really too short to try to put him in to be someone else. And I don't want him to be anyone else. Well, and that, I think that's the other part, right, is we're accepting of that. We're accepting of, like I said, where we are. It's kind of redundant, but it's... Um, Neither one of us are trying to change ourselves to be what we think the other one wants. And I spent a lot of time in my life doing that in every relationship that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that that's really true of where we are. We're just living in the moment as who we are. And, and that, that turns into a compliment for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are you good at communicating to the other person what you need? Is that something you guys have been able to do and that you work on a little bit? We're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. And and I would say the answer is yes. We're not consistent. We're not every day perfect. Um, That's hard. I told you the other day, there's nothing that, that is off limits. There's nothing that you don't know. And we're doing better every day at this is what I need, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. It is hard to do, but yes, asking for help, especially, you know, for me, you know, single mom, super independent. I just did everything by myself. And, you know, I was, which as we know, hyper independence is a trauma response in itself. Mm-hmm. So to 
chip that away and, you know, asking for help, even if it's small things, it's a huge deal for me. And it's like, okay, that went well. It wasn't <laughs> used against me. The world <laughs> kept spinning. The sun came up. All right, let's try this again. Well, and a bigger ask next time. Yeah. And I think that we're, we both have learned that, right? Mm-hmm. Because we both have had the opportunity to be independent and, you know, I can do that. No, I can do that. No, let me no. And it's just, there's some feeling in there that, that happens, but it's all part of, of growth. That was our, that was our word for last year. It was growth. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes. I love that so, you guys yeah. have a word that you share for your word of the year. So what is your word for 2023? Mm-hmm. Listen. Very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Building on the communication. That's yep. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I don't want you to have to out your ages, but I think it's important because not everyone's going to see your photos and you don't look your ages as it is. So I think it's valuable. <laughs> You've kind of hinted at the fact that you guys aren't young anymore, but do you mind sharing a range so people can have that idea that, you know, you don't have to be 25 or 32 to be able to find what you're looking for in life? No, we're, we're in our mid 40s, um, mid to and late 40s, um, be, yeah. close to 50. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll be 50 in a month. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I would not have guessed that. And so it is something worth looking for and finding it when you, is it at least expected type of thing? Or did you both believe it was there if you found it or you're both kind of done with looking? Man, that's a really great question because I would say yes. I obviously was looking because I was on the app. You were on the app. You were getting off the app. And at the same time, I don't know, I... I was just kind of, I had written down probably in May of 2021, a list. I did a new moon intention and I wrote down everything that I wanted in a partner. And I, you know, did a ceremony. I folded it up. I wore it in under my bra for several months and just carried it with me with this intention of who I wanted to meet in my life. And sure enough, you know, I stopped wearing it and it wasn't that I'd given up. I just let it go. You know, I set the intention and eventually it was when I let it go that we met each other. Mm -hmm. That's the key. You let go of that expectation of you have to have this, have to have whatever it is we think we need. And you both said it, you let go of that and then look what happens. Mm -hmm. No, that's pretty cool. And it's not like, I mean, he has a 22 year old son. I have a 10 year old son. I mean, so we're, we've blended this really cool family dynamic and everything, you know, has really worked out for the best. The boys are happy. We're happy. The families are happy. And I think not that you do that for external validation, but when your family and friends support you and see how happy you are, Mm -hmm. that, that says a lot about your choices too. Yeah. I think there's something about when things flow and there's an ease in a relationship. I think that Sometimes you hit an age where you feel like you have to try and you have to try to make it all happen and make it all work. And those aren't the relationships you need to be in. You need to find the one that flows and the one that you have the support and you have the ease. And there's things to work on. There's always things to work on. But the ones that you you have this happiness and joy and this flow that you guys have. So that's why I love that we're sharing it with others. Yes. Could not agree more. So can you guys share with me what you guys do for self-care? So many things. I guess together... We try to meditate and breathe every morning when we wake up. Nice. Um, We come into a little sacred space. And so we've combined some of our independent rituals that we did separately Mm -hmm. when we consolidated and started doing it together. So definitely meditation and breathing, acupuncture, yoga, 
me personally, I like to get out in nature when I can. I like to do floats, just hanging out with friends, filling my cup with the podcasting and all the other exciting things I have coming up in my life definitely is self-care to me because it helps build capacity in my life. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I mean, you, you hit the, the main, the core for me was before we met and after we met meditating as often as possible, if not every day, um, going to yoga a couple times a week, at least getting some acupuncture now and again shows we yeah, go to so a for lot me, of concerts yeah the, the big the other thing for me is is live music like that you talk about filling your cup right live music is something for me that's really been life-changing um nice and so that's part of my self-care it may sound weird but it's absolutely true no it was for me too and i remember that was like like live music it was one of the draws mm. to your profile actually mm. <laughs> like someone who likes to go see live music i'm in but the, you know, the yoga practice was life-changing for me, I don't know how many years ago now, 12 years ago or something like that. Um, and that's really been foundational for me in my self-care. That's awesome. I love the live music, too. I don't think we can dismiss that. I think that's a great thing for you to have, to get out and to hear that and connect with that. I do want to take a moment because I want to hear a little bit more about your work and Josh's supporting of your work. So can you tell us a little bit about your podcast and your work and and then we can have Josh talk a little bit more about how that's been for him to support that? Sure. Um, so it was early on in our relationship, we were talking on the phone and he kept saying, you know, I've just got to suck it up for 20 more years. I can do this job for 20 more years. And I, I was like, I thought about it and I didn't respond back right away. Uh-huh. And I remember the next time we talked, I was like, no, that's not how this works. Like you do not have to be stuck in a job that you're just settling for, for 20 more years. Like, no, mm-hmm. we need to come up with a better plan. I don't want to stay in my profession for another 20 years. Like I, I really want, I want something different. And so we named it plan a and you know, what could we do to support each other to plan a so we can have that freedom and enjoy our lives without being feel like we're stuck. And, you know, I was already speaking across the country to a lot of fire service Mm -hmm. uh, personnel and leadership stuff. And I just finished my master's degrees. We kind of decided that I've got momentum and he has been my biggest support and cheerleader all along the way, whether it's registering for classes, whether it's, you know, I want to try this, I want to try that. And then last fall, I told him, I'm like, I really think I need to create a podcast Mm -hmm. because I want to grow my community. And I just, I think podcasting is the way to do it. And I had spoken to a mutual friend at the yoga studio and she was like, oh my gosh, we just interviewed this gal on our podcast and <laughs> it would be amazing. You two should connect. And, you know, the stars just aligned and I came home and I told him and he was like, absolutely, whatever you need <laughs> like, at every turn. He has just been, yes, I believe in you. I, I support you. And it, it has probably been the most impactful support of my entire life because it's, it's genuine and I feel it. That's amazing. Yes. You just launched your amazing podcast. So how has that been like to to support her in all of this, Josh? So it's it's easy. I mean that and here's why. Because I I see when she talks about the podcast, when she talks about her desire and what really motivates her. And 
everything changes. Everything changes in her face, in her demeanor, and it's what she's supposed to be doing. Hmm. And so there's no, there's zero resistance. All I want to do is support and make sure that she's got the space and the time and whatever she needs to be able to, to be successful in this because it is her passion. It's what she's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's easy. It's, it's easy to do that because it's just joyful. I mean, there's so much joy that comes out of her, which then gives me joy just to see it. I told her the other night, I'm amazed at, at you as a human being and how that motivates you and how you light up when you talk about it and when you have ideas. I mean, she has ideas all the time mm-hmm. and, and some stick and some don't and they're, you know, to be able to sit back and support and to watch this thing happen is absolutely amazing. And just to see the fruit of the work that she's done, it's awesome. And there's no place I'd rather be than supporting her at all. That's amazing. That's incredible. And that's definitely the type of partner we all want. That is incredible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. And I love the concept of a plan A to supporting both of you. It's not a plan B. You both want these things and you both want to be excited about what you're doing and what you're focused on. And so you have a plan A to make that happen for both of you. I love that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, when you said that, she said it first and I was like, wow, not even plan B. Let's go straight to plan A. And it really opened my eyes. Like, this is possible. We can do this. Well, and the universe, you know, it's that the universe conspires to help you when you've truly committed to something. Mm -hmm. And everything has just, it continues to fall in line, whether it's jobs, work, like, and even you said it a couple weeks ago, you know, that everything always works out once you fully commit to something. Mm -hmm. And this partnership you both fully committed to, and it looks like it's working out pretty well as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Absolutely. So if we can talk to our listeners who are looking for better communication, better connection in their current relationship, our listeners who are looking for that partner, that person, what are some practical things we can give them to walk away with? Do you have thoughts on that? I think doing the work on yourself first, you know, expecting that you are, you have to believe that you are enough as a human, as an individual and to not settle for anything less than yourself mm-hmm. and not look for someone else to fill that gap for you, I think is the first step. And that it's never too late. It, it can still happen, you know, not give up regardless of how old you are, whatever has happened in your life to got to get you where you are currently. It's, it's never too late. Just be enough for yourself first. And that will exude out. And you put that vibe out to someone else. And I, Yes. And for me, I would say be aware. Be aware of, of who you are, how you feel, what you want. And then don't stop there. Set the intention. Put the intention out there. You know, I could make a list of, of things that I intended for and, and you would check all of them off. And for so long, I was, I didn't, why would I ask for that? that I don't deserve that or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Um, the reality is we did, we do, everybody does. Mm -hmm. And if you're aware of what you want and you put that intention out there and you set it and you think about it and you write about it 
Um, journaling is another piece of self-care that we didn't we kind of glossed over. But that would be my thing is just be aware and don't be afraid to set that intention. And it might happen next week. It might happen next year. Have faith that it will happen because it will. It absolutely will. That is incredible. I have my amazing partner that I am mm-hmm. so blessed to have and so grateful for. He and I have a long story, but it was incredible to actually recognize it. It took me deciding this is what I want and this is what I'm waiting for and it's going to happen and to believe it was possible and to believe that he existed. And we found each other and we have that. And so I think that 100% what you said, Josh, I love that journaling that and knowing that. And I love that. I love that you had it in your bra, Diane. <laughs> and then let it go. I did. I, it was in my heart. It was as yes. close to my heart as I could get it. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. So definitely be very specific and know that you deserve it. And I think that's the piece that Josh was really saying is that to, to recognize that it's possible right. and to own that it's possible and that you deserve that level of a relationship. Yes. You're worthy. We're all worthy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. People need to know that and to own that. Yes. To know that they can have that in their, their relationships that they have too, to be able to live up to that. Thank you both so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This is really cool. Yes. yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to this episode. Curious on what to do next? Go ahead and follow wherever you're listening to this podcast so you can get updates each week when new episodes are released. And head on over to thefireinsideher.com slash audio for a free audio to help you get started on your self-care journey. Until next time, remember, you are a badass and you are not alone. <laughs>